In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. What's up, brides? Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and today we have on the bride whisperer and talented makeup artist, Lucas. He moved to New York City at the age of 18 and has built his business off of creating you but better looks for brides and giving them the confidence before they even look in the mirror. So hi, Lucas. How are you? Hi. That was the best intro I've ever received in my life. (laughs) I love that. I mean, the the work that you do, I creep your Instagram. It's so amazing. It's so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. So let's just kind of dive right into it and, and get in, into the nitty gritty of the makeup world when it comes to brides and weddings. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think makes or breaks a successful makeup artist? Mm. Um, something that I always say that sets me apart from others and not to sound egotistical at all, but as to why I think that I do so well is that I'm obviously a talented and a good makeup artist, but I think something that sets really great makeup artists apart from others are how well of a listener you are. And I just really happen to know that I listen so wholeheartedly to like each and every one of my clients. And I really take what they're saying to me like in mind when I'm thinking of how to create like what look they're trying to achieve. So I say, that listening is like really the super most like important priority of this industry. Yeah. I mean, I worked, I mean, I'm not going to call myself a makeup artist by any means because I worked at Bare Minerals <laughs> for three years. And I just remember like that was such a key thing is like you kind of learn to what people really mean when they say like smoky mm. eye is like, yeah, I remember sure. like women would come in and they would want like a smoky eye. They don't really mean that. They mean like like a subtle brown right. like lid. <laughs> so I mean, you kind of have to read between the Absolutely. lines. Absolutely. I that's the other thing. It's that I always tell everybody makeup is so perspective based mm-hmm. and it's really like everyone ages their own perspective perception of really what they're asking could be so different than what they're saying. Or even visually, they might show you a photo that they're like, oh, I'm really thinking this. But when you describe and break down like what makeup that photo has, they're like, oh, no, actually, I don't like that. So it's like being very perceptive <laughs> is such a big part of this as well. I always joke that like I'm a part time psychic because like I'm like a psychic. I'm like a therapist. I'm like a you oh, name I it. Bet. Like, this job has so many like <laughs> titles. <laughs> yeah, because you like you really kind of have to pick up on the vibes and the energy that they're giving mm-hmm. you. Like you have to think about like, what are the bridesmaids wearing? What kind of event is it? Like there's so much to pick up on. I feel like. For sure. What are some misconceptions people have about hiring a makeup artist for their wedding? Well, there's a few things really. Like, I mean, 
people often worry like if they reach out really far in advance especially now like um you know when you're hiring your makeup artist like there's a whole timeline that you really should be thinking of and, and having in mind and so sometimes i get emails for people and their wedding could be in two weeks and they're like sorry i know this is really last minute but it is really last minute like you should be yeah. doing this process like very far in advance i always say like eight to twelve months um, is really when you should be looking for your makeup artist. So like sometimes people reach out that early and they're go, you know, they apologize. They say, I hope it's not so early. And I'm like, actually, this is like the perfect time to be doing this because otherwise you lose your spot because so many people are booking things in advance. Um, so timeliness and like booking, I think that that's a huge thing that people get like mixed around on as far as like decision-making. And then, um, yeah, I think just like the overall vibe of makeup in general, like, um, not everybody's going to have your style of makeup in mind. So it's like, you know, just because somebody has a certain amount of followers or works with a certain amount of people, they may not be the best mm -hmm. makeup artist for you if you're looking for something different look wise. And I feel like people will often go after someone, especially on Instagram or TikTok, that they think looks like a really cool makeup artist, but they might want a really natural look. And that could be completely different from what that person does. And so really, truly like, you know, molding, and going after the makeup artist that is the look that you're going for is so important versus mm -hmm. the person itself. Wow. That like low key just kind of blew my mind because I was thinking about how many people get, you know, told, Oh, go with this person, go with this person because they're like, you know, have a certain amount of followers or whatever on Instagram in your area. And then like you mm -hmm. go to them and it's really not the look that you want, you know? No, most people really want a natural look for their wedding, especially now. I feel like it's either one or two girls. It's the girl that wants to look like slayed, like her face Glam, is beat. That's full she glam. might want that. <laughs> or it's the girl that never wears a lot of makeup, is really uncomfortable in a heavy foundation, doesn't want a lot, and they just want to feel like their best self. And I love that that's the market that I tend to cater to. Whereas I could very easily still do a very beat face, but I prefer. Yeah just making people feel like they're natural elevated selves. And so, yeah, it's really important that like, you're not going off of like, you know, social media and just like fandom that you really pick the person that you think is going to cater to what you want. Yeah. What should brides expect from makeup artists? Like what should they expect from you guys? That's a good question. I feel like the expectation of the process in general, do you mean? So for example, one of my best friends just got married and she did her makeup trial and it did not go well. Um, <laughs> she felt like the makeup artist was like not really like listening to her. She sent me a photo oh. afterwards with no explanation. And I just texted her back and I go, okay, what are you looking for me right now? Like, because it was not good, you know, like it didn't make her look oh, no. like elevated. It wasn't like, yeah. And I could tell from the picture that she really wasn't into it. So I was like, what did you tell her to do? Like, mm -hmm. and my friend is one of those girls that like doesn't really know anything about makeup, doesn't know anything about any of that stuff. So yeah, the she kind of let the makeup artist like do whatever <laughs> and it just ended up not really working out. I, I hate hearing things like that. Yeah, I, I'm lucky that like, because I'm a less is more type of artist. And like, I always think it's so much easier to add than take away that if you get somebody and you give them such full control, like you're most likely going to get something depending on eyeliner, it could be foundation, it could be contour, they're going to do something more. 
than how you usually would Mm -hmm. like it, or it's going to go past your comfort zone, I should say. So um, I'm very lucky. I feel like I've gotten the girls who have bad trials and then they come to me and then I'm kind of like the fixer upper, which is why I love the title Bride Whisperer because I feel like I erased any of their insecurities that they had before from horrible trials um, because I do listen so well. Sometimes people don't always know what to tell me. So it's one of those things where I really walk you through what I'm saying and like what I mean so that you have an understanding as to what I'm going to do before I do it. Mm And sometimes I feel like I'm asking too many questions, but I really have just learned that I'd rather ask and have somebody figure it out with me on hand in that moment than do it and then then regret it because then it's so much harder to take it away or they're going to automatically think that I'm going to do things too heavy. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten my makeup done before and I have really (laughs) like sunken in eyes um, so they're like really dark, like shadowy. And so they always <laughs> put on so much concealer, but Just I concealer. also have like, yeah. And I end up looking like a cakey mess because and my eyes are smile so lines. Oh my God. It's a <laughs> disaster. Like it's hard. It's yes. a hard balance. It really is. And I'm based in New York city. And that's something that I always talk about when I do trials, either at my house or at other people's homes is that the lighting is such a big like component of this and New York city apartment lighting is almost always like a golden yellow bulb. And what that does in terms (laughs) of color theory and lighting theory is when you look in a mirror and you have a golden kind of yellow toned light above you, it's, it creates so much more shadow um, Mm -hmm. in darkness. So it's like, I always tell people to look with their phone, like facing out, a window towards natural light so that they can see things a lot clearer. I think that's a huge tip. And also like, as far as that goes with the trial process, I always laugh that, um, you know, sometimes people, they dress so, you know, comfort, you know, athleisure, they'll be in like hoodies and sweats and that's totally fine. I'm very much the same way as you can see, but when you get your <laughs> trial, like it can kind of take you out of the, um, the fantasy if you're sitting there in like your normal cozy hoodie and then all of a sudden you've got more makeup on than normal. So I always tell them like, try to wear like a white blouse or like a white button up shirt just to give yourself like a little bit more of the vibe so that yeah. when you look in the mirror, you don't feel such a stark difference between like your everyday and then thinking of yourself in a bridal scenario yeah well that's actually really amazing to like I didn't even think about that because if you're in like a hoodie and a lot of little things that because it's it's very psychological like you perceive yourself a certain way and then if everything else and then your hair is like up in a messy bun (laughs) or something like of course you're gonna feel like it's a lot of makeup even if it's natural because everything else is so dialed back well I mean that's even so what I had learned, I mean, this is like not wedding related at all, but I'm going to tie it back into what we're talking about is like, (laughs) if I go to the if I go shopping, I have to have like my I have to have makeup on at least or like my hair done a little (laughs) bit when I try on clothes because or else I'm just like, I think I look ugly and everything. I'm like, everything is hideous. I hate this. Like, it it really is so psychological. So that's really like something to really think about. So ladies, if you're listening, like, Wear white, basically. Like, wear, like, not just, like, loungy clothes. Wear something white and and try to do a trial that is before the time of, like, the sun setting so that you can see yourself in, like, natural lighting from outside, mm-hmm. like, coming in through a window. And, and just really think about, like, all the ways that, like, well, if you go to the dark corner mirror with, like, a hoodie on and look at your makeup, like, you're maybe not going to feel like it looks the best. Right. 
Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so how far in advance should you do a trial? So, yeah, um, like I mentioned earlier, I really think like the way that things are going in our industry, as far as hair, makeup and any of your wedding vendors, like we're in the top five vendors that get booked in a timeline, I like to think. So it's like you get your venue, you get your photographer, um, you know, hair and makeup or shortly after planner planners, like number three, I feel like, but then it's really like catering and then like flowers and then hair and makeup. It's like, depending on your priority, it's pretty up there. Like, obviously it's very important to people nowadays. And so what's happened is I feel Mm -hmm. like the pandemic caused a lot of people to reschedule their weddings and thus making everyone book things so far in advance. And I really truly thought that that would slow down a bit um, and in fact, hasn't. So I, I really think like I've had to turn a lot of people away, unfortunately, because I have 30 weddings booked next year. And, you know, I had oh, a majority my of my weddings <laughs> booked, you know, before this year, I had a lot booked in advance. And so I feel like that's the case for a lot of vendors that I've been talking with in the industry. And so eight to 12 months, you should really have already put down a deposit for your wedding makeup artist and, you know, your hairstylist. That's like one of the most important things or otherwise, if you want someone particular you really run the risk of losing them yeah and then when it comes to a trial so do you have a trial makeup thing you know day like four months in advance three months in advance like how does that work I feel like what happens with someone who is maybe more in the natural side of things is they can do their trial um, for other, if you want to try to cut costs and make things make sense, you can schedule your trial, for instance, for like your engagement photo session or oh, for your bridal that's shower. that's a really good so idea. Yeah. 
it is a lot. Like, I mean, this industry takes so much out of people's pockets. And I feel like if, if you're not going for like an overly glam look, your bridal makeup look can be used from a trial for some other event that's bridal related because it's not about just the makeup and to piggyback off of that is like, I always say like the makeup shouldn't make you feel like the bride. It's just a part of the equation. So it's like you have your makeup, your hair, your dress, the atmosphere, the, you know, the whole venue, like every little thing makes you the bride, not just one thing. And so back to the trial, like you could really use that if you're going for a more natural look for your shower engagement photos, um, anything like that. And same for hair trial. You could, you know, you could do both. And then that way you have a good idea as to how you'll feel. Oh, my God. I love that idea. Now that I'm, like, putting this all together, I realize, so you are doing um, Sam's makeup, who works for Batches. Yes. And she, you did her trial for her engagement photos. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. That makes so much sense. Okay. And is there anything a bride should not do when prepping their skin for the wedding? Like peels, Mm. like what is, do you know much about that? I definitely do. Okay. (laughs) Skincare is, uh, this is what I say. I always tell people, I'm your makeup artist. I'm not your esthetician. I think it's really important that like you don't, necessarily come to me for instructions but i definitely recommend things and people and the right people to go to for that type of thing however i do know like makeup wise a lot of like side effects that could happen from doing certain things too soon to Mm -hmm. your makeup date um spray tans spray tans should be done like a couple days before your wedding makeup because if it's still fading or if it's too strong or dark, like it's going to definitely affect like the way you feel about your face. And sometimes your face and your body could be different colors when it comes to a spray tan. Cause your, your body m- might be like fading a little slower than your face or if they didn't do the face at all. So spray tans, you really got to get down a good timeline as to like when you would like to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Skincare wise, like waxing your eyebrows. What people don't realize is, a lot of people will get red around the border of their eyebrow um, and they think, oh, it's just my skin is red. When you wax your eyebrows, you're actually pulling off a layer of your top layer of skin. And so that red skin showing through is inflammation from having like had some of your skin removed. And what happens is, is when you're doing makeup around the eyebrow and you go to put makeup over that area, if say you got your eyebrows waxed the day before, makeup doesn't always stick to that area. It's like when you pop a pimple and you try to cover it with cover up, but it doesn't want to stick to the skin because it's open. So like, that's something that you should do a couple days before. Um, Dermaplaning. Dermaplaning is great. I mean, it, it really creates like a super smooth um, texture of your skin. It makes all the fuzz go away. It makes the skin super, super clear. I love to dermaplane. Ugh, I, when my bride's dermaplane, I'm so happy. But if you do it too close, it doesn't, the makeup doesn't settle on your skin. Sick. It doesn't stay still as it, well. It like, kind of slips like <laughs> off because yeah. your skin is so smooth. So exactly. if you're listening and you don't really know what dermaplaning <laughs> is, I highly, highly recommend it. Do you want to explain what it is a little bit? Um, well, from my knowledge, yeah, they definitely, they basically are shaving off and, um, through a facial process, cleaning off all of the dead skin and removing Mm -hmm. any facial fuzz that we have, you know, so much hair around the outer areas of our face, like our jawline, our foreheads. And they're really just like making that area super, super smooth, but it's basically like kind of shaving and exfoliating all the skin off and any excess hair. And I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but (laughs) most of the time your hair does not come in thicker. I feel like that's like a very common misconception is like when people Mm. hear like, oh, I'm shaving my face. It's like 
most of the time it doesn't come in thicker. Um, but yeah, that's a great tip to German plane like several, like, would you say like a week before? I like, would do like a week and a half, two weeks, because by okay. that time you're not going to have that growth back and your skin's still going to be really smooth. And sometimes, unfortunately, like it's like when you get a really good facial, I feel like a lot of people, their skin will kind of purge any excess um, toxins or bacteria that could have like been brought to the surface surface through like a facial. I feel like dermaplaning, sometimes people can have like a slight breakout shortly after. So it's good to give yourself some time mm-hmm. for your skin to bounce back. Yeah. Okay. What else should they not do before? So no waxing right yeah. before. Don't uh-huh. dermaplane. Don't do like an intense peel. You know, my biggest pet peeve, I've done a lot of destination weddings and, <laughs> and I'm so lucky to, um, got, had gotten to travel, but especially during the summer months, you know, everybody, when they do destinations, they're having a welcome party, the rehearsal dinner, and you know, they're having beach days and this and that, um, people are not wearing enough sunscreen before their weddings. <laughs> they're doing, you know, recreational things in the sun where they're getting tan lines from their straps. They're getting, um, you know, facial oh. sunburn, things like this. Even the grooms, I've had to literally put, you know, uh, a little primer, a little, a little powder, a little cover up on grooms who sunburn their noses right before their wedding day because they're, you know, somewhere tropical. And so like, that's yeah. a huge thing to think about. Like make sure you're taking care of your skin as far as protecting it from sunburn before your wedding. Yeah, because I mean, if I go on vacation and I get like a little sunburn on my nose or my cheeks, like makeup really doesn't hide that. No, Um, it kind of (laughs) peeks through. And then like, and if you try to hide it, it just gets like really, it can get kind of like cakey or too much and then it's just not it does not the same it's because you know the sun is really damaging that skin anytime it's burned it's going to dry it out it's going to show through the inflammation Mm -hmm. so anytime you put makeup over drier areas of skin it really sticks to the drier parts where the moisture is like grabbing for like help yeah yeah so let's talk about the clueless bride like someone who like doesn't really know what they want they you know, they're not really into makeup. What do you recommend that they do um, when they come to you? Like, do you like when they have photos, like inspiration pictures? Um, What does that process look like? Sure. So yeah, I definitely always recommend if you're someone who definitely never wears much makeup, has not much experience with getting your makeup done, having those photos, those reference points are so important. Because even if um, the perception is off, like we discussed earlier, I can always look at it and I can zoom in and I can physically show you what I see and explain it so that you can understand Mm -hmm. if that's what you're thinking. And sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. So having about three to four, you know, reference images are so helpful for makeup artists before a trial, um, just so that we can really be on the same page as in terms of what you're telling me and what you're showing me, we can really like bridge the gaps um, and you know, they're, they're, that way there's not as much of a mystery to like the outcome of it. Um, so yeah, photo is for sure really important. Um, I always, a new thing that I've been really into with working with brides, trials, wedding days, um, even the bridal party, um, there's certain things that just really help that process. Like for instance, I've learned mascara. I always like to ask my clients to have on hand and use their own mascara because as a makeup artist, we sanitary, Um, you know, we use the disposable wands, we throw those away, we Mm -hmm. only dip them once. But what happens are those wands aren't as nice as like, 
the mascara the, one from a tube of mascara brushes. exactly totally. and so i love it when i use my clients personal mascaras because it creates their lash look that they're used to and it works way better so like that's helpful before a trial to bring like a product that you love if there's something that you use that other than mascara that you're married to that you you know you're just so used to sometimes it's good to bring it and to ask if you should do that versus what a makeup artist uses so that you're still happy with the look i think that sometimes is because a lot of people who use certain cover-up it could be different than what I have and it could be maybe lighter or look a certain way that they're more fond of um, just because mm-hmm. they're comfortable. So that is always like something that helps, I think, too, is, you know, if there's any products that you're married to, like, don't be afraid to bring them and ask if we should use them. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, do you recommend brides find a makeup artist that has like a contract where you put a deposit down because... I mean, you don't want to sign up for a makeup artist and then have them like abandon you. Know? <laughs> yeah, that's a nightmare <laughs> for sure. I think contractually, you definitely want to have somebody who has like all those steps in place, or um, you know, email confirmations, everything. Like, if you need an invoice, you can always mm-hmm. ask for an invoice. I think that's really important. Um, I have heard a lot of stories where you know people will reach out to me last minute that even though you know their makeup artist may have had a contract something happened and in that contract most contracts have clauses for those types of things so it mm-hmm. still runs the risk but it, it definitely helps make you feel more secure or if you can get that confirmation from them in writing um is definitely the best way to at least have it in writing in some form or another um yeah yeah to kind of put it at ease you know exactly put yourself at ease like because of course there are things in life that come up that people cannot help like Mm -hmm. you know if something comes up for for them but um yeah i think that that's probably the best uh, best idea is to go with that works for something like all of your vendors you know any vendor that you're having for your wedding you want to make sure that they're reliable that you can count on them um absolutely yeah. So, okay, let's talk wedding day. So mm. the day is here. Um, let's say that there are like five bridesmaids and a bride. Mm-hmm. What time should they start getting ready? What time, like, should they have an itinerary? Like, should there be a schedule? There what are your thoughts? Always, always, always be a timeline and an itinerary mm-hmm. down to obviously the planner does a timeline and an itinerary for the whole day. But if they haven't, um, I always try to touch base with my brides right before their weddings to make sure that as we get closer, there is a makeup schedule. There is a hair schedule because nothing makes things run late more than like, Oh, who's going to go first or, Oh, Oh, well, so-and-so is going to do their makeup after their hair, but they're doing, you know, hair first or something. It's, you know, you want to have it all planned in advance. And so, um, as far as when and how long that really depends on per wedding, depending on their photography schedule, are they doing getting ready photos? You know, are you doing, um, you know, the pajama photo, the bed photo, the champagne photo, all those photos, or do you want like your, your makeup, um, being, you know, done photographed your hair halfway done being photographed. A lot of girls love those photos. And so you really want to make sure you consider that when you're basing out your itinerary and timeline for makeup and hair so that you're not rushing at the end to be ready for the photos. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's like a joke going around. I mean, people always joke about this, but no one wants to be first, Uh 
when they're getting their hair and makeup done. I disagree. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't want to be last. <laughs> Nothing's worse than being last. That's usually because that's usually like when people like you're kind of crunched on time, maybe oh, like something. 100%. I would much rather be first. Everyone's then jumping in their and, dresses like, and you're like still getting your makeup done. You're starting to get nervous. Like, absolutely. I know. <laughs> that's like the worst feeling. And I always tell people like it's so much better to go first because then you get like you know, if a client's not hiring you to stay and do touch-ups, I know that I personally like to like, out of courtesy, touch up the person who went first or second. Cause like, you know, I want to make sure that there's just still in a comfortable spot and that their makeup's looking good and it's lasting well. And so you can really get like an idea of how you're going to look the rest of the day if you go first or second. Yeah. Do you stay through the entire wedding or can makeup artists stay through? I've yeah. heard of this before. A lot of people will include it in their packages. I'm actually re um, redesigning like my rates, my packages for next year, starting on the calendar year. But as of now, I offer hourly services for touch-ups. And a lot of clients, um, I would say that I feel, though, through my experience, a lot of them like to kind of cut the budget there. They're like, oh, I don't think I need it. I'll be fine. I'm sure like once the day is going, it's fine. But there are a lot of times mm-hmm. where people will be like, I wish I would have kept you. I wish, you know, I wished I could have done the touch ups. I should have done it. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to just be including it next year when I redo my packages. But yeah, it really depends on the makeup artist and then the client. And if they're thinking that they're the type of person that would need one or want one, um, usually touch ups would go right until before the ceremony or before the reception depending on like how high your emotions may be a lot of people mm-hmm. might not cry at all some people will ball like they've just lost their like first puppy like <laughs> that would be me i'm such a crier and it's <laughs> like such a baby no matter how well i i i prime i prep i uh, do setting spray like that is just I mean, not gonna can't. cut it if you're gonna cry, if you're gonna <laughs> ugly cry you need your makeup artist there a hundred percent like that's such a fun (laughs) that's so funny because i've seen people like get married and like they don't cry at all and i'm in the audience like literally bawling my (laughs) eyes out for them and i'm like my makeup needs to be touched up like i look crazy my eyelashes are like falling off it's so embarrassing i just think it's always safe to have the makeup artist stay for touch-ups you would much rather have it than not and then not only are they touching up you but if they're you know nice enough like me like i touch up anybody i did makeup on it's little things to do for touch-ups it's bronzer blush powder um a little lip gloss that's another thing nothing is another huge pet peeve of mine is like when i'm leaving if i'm not doing touch-ups people go what am i going to do about my lipstick and they didn't bring something to touch themselves up i'm like you wouldn't go to the club without your own lip touch-up like you right. should have brought something. So I always tell people, 100%. bring your own mascara, bring your own lip gloss or lipstick that in case I'm not around, you have it available for yourself or like, you know, a little uh, blotting sheets. Those are great. Like the little portable blotting sheets. Oh, yeah, those little- So important. <laughs> those are so necessary mm-hmm. like and then you're because um, then you're in the bathroom like touching up with toilet paper and yeah. it's like <laughs> you're fighting for your life it's really bad <laughs> we get a lot of questions about tipping on this podcast Ooh. so what is your take on tipping your makeup artist that's a interesting subject for sure a lot of clients I find um, do forget to tip <clears throat> your hair and your makeup um, a lot of planners are really great about making sure they help handle that beforehand like you should be receiving like an envelope or they should have it included in their mm-hmm. Venmo I hate mentioning because I feel like I never like to 
say for people that they should, but like truly it's a service industry. Like we're providing a service. It's, it's just like you would tip any other service industry like person. Um, I do mm-hmm. definitely believe in the 20% gratuity should be added. And, you know, if you're someone like me, I take a 50% deposit. So sometimes I find that people will tip on the 50% because that's the other half owed day of versus the oh. whole total. And it's like little things like that to consider. And I mean, I'm just grateful to get any gratuity. Like I really know that like weddings are so expensive and I hate to tell people that I think they should tip because um, I know it costs so much money to provide everything for that, you know, a wedding is, um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely would say that I wish people would not always forget as often as they do to tip their hair and makeup because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is our livelihoods yeah. and you know, we're busiest on the weekends. Our weeks may be slower. Like this is our life. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the winter months, if, especially if you're in like the East coast mm. or the North, like, it's a lot slower. Yeah, it could so, be. So, like, you have, like, your high season for some people. Um, and when it comes to the bridal party, this I, I get this question a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you think brides should treat their bridesmaids with hair and makeup? Ooh, that's a great question. Simple answer is yes. The more complicated... <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, it's more complicated more than complicated that, right? The more complicated answer is if you can't do both, at least do one. Like, you should okay. at least be getting maybe the hair done or and offering at least one service. Like if they want, if, if your girls as a whole discuss it and go, Oh, we think hair is most important. Or if they think the makeup is more important to them, maybe ask them, but at least be able to offer them one, if not both. Do you think the bride should cover that? Yeah. I personally do. I personally think that because you've already led up to that point with so many other things that, your bridesmaids and the people involved in your wedding have had to like really use a lot of their own money for like bachelorette bridal, you know, bridal showers. Like it takes Mm -hmm. a lot. And it's like, especially in New York city where these girls, the groups of friends are so big that like, you're not in just one wedding a year. You could be in three to five weddings a year. Like it's a lot of money for people to Mm -hmm. be involved and to really participate and be there and show up for you. So the least you can do is maybe don't give them a huge bag full of like bridal goodies the day of the wedding. Maybe keep that simple and then help them by adding Mm -hmm. more into like covering their hair and their makeup. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Because I mean, the bridal goodies, it's like a sweet thought Mm -hmm. in my opinion, but like most of that stuff, it's like, material. you're not going to use. <laughs> like, it's really not, sure. like, unless it's, like, a set of PJs to get ready in. I think the PJs, the slipper, Everything else gray. I'm not using. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. But, like, the little bag. The first like, aid I don't, kids. That shit. <laughs> yeah, that just gets thrown out. It's a cute idea. It looks great on Instagram. Yeah, like, get the girls a blowout and call it a day. <laughs> get the girls a blowout. <laughs> like, absolutely. So... I want your opinion on people doing their own makeup with the argument, Mm. like, I can do it exactly how I want. Or, like, (laughs) why do I need a makeup artist? I can do it myself. Um, That's very funny to me. I love that idea for those people. (laughs) But in hindsight, I know that unless you're just really, really gorgeous and really, really good at your own makeup, those photos might not come out the way that you would hope. <laughs> because makeup in a photo is so yeah. much different than makeup that you went out in to your favorite restaurant one night. Like, um, it's just not going to be the same, especially if everyone else has a different level of makeup on than you, you may look like 
a little washed out in comparison to the rest of your guests, especially if it's like a black tie wedding where people do a lot of and t- spend a lot of effort in looking good. And then if you look so minimal, you might show that you look that minimal. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, because it shows up so different in photos. Although I have had clients in the past that, unfortunately, like if I have a bad trial, because by the way, trials are great because they're not only a good time for me to know if I'm good for you, but it's also a good time for me to know if you're good for me. (laughs) And respectfully, like it's really important to know that you're vibing with your client. And so, unfortunately, like in the past, I've had clients where maybe I did their trial and they did come off as though they would be happier if they did their own makeup. And I've had to tell them, unfortunately, I think you would be happier if you did it yourself. And that's like worst case scenario Mm -hmm. because I hate to turn anyone away, but sometimes maybe you should just get your own, you know, do your own hair and makeup. (laughs) If it's going to cause you a lot of stress and anxiety, you might feel a lot more at ease, but I do think it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah, Have you ever like had a, a client come like a potential client come and you're like I'm really not like you're not vibing mm. like the vibe is off and you're like you know what <laughs> like like you said like this is just not it for me because at the end of the day like it is a, you're going to be communicating with this person yes. a lot you're going to be spending time with them on like such an important day like you want to make sure the vibes are like good and right you know a hundred percent and like as much as obviously it's a client facing like service industry like I said like at the end of the day, we might have to like bite our tongues and just like make people happy. And that's a part of it. And I take that on wholeheartedly. Like it's my job to make you happy and and deal with all types of personalities. Although there are certain ways that people might feel comfortable treating somebody who works in a service industry, like makeup or hair that like respectfully, I don't have to agree to work with you again. If you know, you're Mm -hmm. showing me a really ugly side of yourself. Just so, be yeah. respectful, guys. Be <laughs> yes, respectful. Be respectful and know that, like, of course, it's your most important day. You've thought about it forever, but we're doing our best to make you happy mm-hmm. as well. And it's like, if your makeup artist isn't, then you definitely need another makeup artist. But I know that I personally go out of my way to really cater Absolutely. to people and try to give them the best wholesome experience possible. Um, so just try to be mindful that, like, we do this for not only you, but for hundreds of people. <laughs> like, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And like you said, you're wearing so many mm-hmm. hats that day. Like you're a therapist, you're a makeup artist, you're that like you're an esthetician that day. Like you're a lot, you're a lot of different Sometimes things. Sometimes I'm the dog walker. Um, I could be the nanny. I could be like grandmother's so- <laughs> caretaker. Like we'll do it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Not grandmother's I'm helping caretaker. Decorate. I'm the planner oh, all my of a God. sudden. Oh, I'm now I'm the florist. <laughs> like we just get thrown in like the wolf's den. <laughs> That's so crazy. What it, do you have like a crazy story? Oh my goodness. Like where you were like, oh my God, what's you, going on? I feel on? like I could come out with a coffee table short story book of like all my bridal stories. That They're would be incredible. So like little essays. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. I love that. I think that. that like definitely one time years ago, I was working a wedding in, um, I'll save some of the details. So it's, you know, client confidentiality, but <laughs> um, basically yeah. a mother-in-law had a big issue with the budget of the florals and, you know, it's day of, we're getting hair, we're in hair and makeup, everything's running smoothly. And mm-hmm. she, bride said to us, 
if anybody sees my mother-in-law, please don't let her near me because I just can't this morning because she had started a lot of drama that morning. And I remember, <laughs> like, out of a movie in this bridal suite that we're in, the, the <laughs> mother-in-law burst through the doors like like a like a Disney villain, <laughs> and it's like where? Oh my God. <laughs> and it's like where is she? And I literally had to like stop her in her tracks and <gasps> usher her out of the room. I literally had to like push her out and shut the doors in her face. And I was like, not today, not right oh now. This isn't the moment. <laughs> oh my God, that's so mm-hmm. funny. That was yeah. They people have people really have the audacity. That's so fucking yeah, funny. People always use it as a time. Um, I'm just like to picturing this woman like. Oh my god! Because tensions are <laughs> tensions high, emotions are high, are high things are <laughs> happening. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> we um, could do a whole episode. How on, do you like, handle situations? <laughs> I I would truly love that because I I love hearing stuff <laughs> like that. Um, how do you handle situations where people are insecure about their skin? Like, how do you navigate that kind of... Um, it's definitely a sensitive subject. We all, mm-hmm. especially today, like with social media and like the expectations that we have on ourselves are so high. Mm-hmm. It's It's hard. I think that like something that happens a lot too is people showing their reference images. Like you forget just how edited, how face-tuned, how photoshopped, almost every image that comes offline is. Mm -hmm. And like, I try to remind people that through the trial process is like, they go, well, why doesn't it, you know, if it doesn't look like the picture or or if they have any comments about their skin and in terms of that, I always remind them like that person doesn't necessarily look like that. The photo is just edited a certain way so that they do come off, you know, so, so smooth, but like most wedding photographers edit all of your photos Mm-hmm. The ones that you keep are all edited. So that's a part of like the whole process and to not be so hard and so mean to yourself and let go of a little bit of that control because you can't, you just can't start your wedding off like that. If you no. go into that room that morning and you, you're insecure and you have these negative thoughts, it's just going to taint the rest of the experience. And it's not about all those details. It's about enjoying it and having fun and being in the moment and being with your loved ones and your friends and like marrying the person of your life. It shouldn't be like, well, my skin's not perfect today. I don't deserve this. You absolutely Mm -hmm. do. Yeah. I mean, pores are normal. Skin texture is normal. Yeah. (laughs) Wrinkles are normal. Like it's a part of life. And I know how hard it is like being on social media and like you're constantly comparing yourself to people um, and their skin. But it's like, like you said, like you have to remember these people are it's filtered, it's facetuned, it's under yes. perfect lighting at the perfect angle. It's like, I I promise <laughs> they don't look like that in real life. Like, like the amount of ring lights, like if you zoom in oh my on God. all of those pictures, you can see the ring and the pupils of people's eyes. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Also, like, I always tell people that are worried about it, like if you want to feel better about yourselves, my favorite hobby is to look up unedited pictures of celebrities from red carpets because you can find some horrific truth in like the way that people really look without, you know, an edit thrown over a photo. I know. That's why I follow like so many Instagram accounts of like where they do like side by sides of like the real photo versus like what the celebrity Mm. posted. I find it so incredible. I showed it to my boyfriend one time and he truly was shook. (laughs) And he was like, he goes, what do you mean? Like people can do that. I'm like, babe, people like (laughs) people can change their entire body. Like, I, I, if I'm not, I might be wrong, but I really believe that I heard this once and I believe that it's true. It's like for every red carpet that you see a celebrity 
there's people like, um, you know, photo editors on hand working Mm -hmm. for all of those photos that come out. They're editing those photos immediately as soon as they get them before they're Mm -hmm. posted. They're never, they're never posted raw. Like the image we see from any red carpet is doctored immediately before we see it. Yeah. There's certain outlets, um, allegedly I'm saying alleged just to cover myself, but there's certain (laughs) like, um, like paparazzi outlets and Uh photographers who work with certain celebrities who do that like they make sure to post them and edit them um Mm -hmm. yeah it's really crazy so guys like texture is normal on the face pores all of it hair eyebrow like it's normal it's it's okay yeah yeah and that's why i love what you do because you really make people look like themselves but like elevated you know what i mean like it's really so beautiful my best too (laughs) and i think it's important to uplift ourselves and like Again, it's it's the happiest time in your life. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to be focusing on things and, no. and insecurities and unrealistic expectations. That yeah. that shouldn't be your goal. Your goal should no. just be to be your best self and enjoy it and to yeah. have your best experience. And the person you're marrying loves you no matter what. They probably see yeah, they you didn't at your sign worst. Up for you. <laughs> like exactly. They've yeah, seen you so on a Sunday morning hungover, looking like a rat. And they Mm -hmm. love you no matter what. Like, so it will be fine. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) Let's talk unpopular opinions. I asked our followers over at Betches Brides on Instagram, like what some of their unpopular opinions are when it comes to wedding makeup. Uh And I got a lot of responses. I got so so many responses. (laughs) Um, One of my, like one of the top, top, like repeating opinions that I was getting is that people are so sick of the highlighter, like really mm. intense highlighter. I don't know if you were, I mean, mm-hmm. you probably remember 2016. It was like, Oh yeah. You couldn't escape. <laughs> um, and I think that, so yeah, people said that. What are your thoughts? I would agree with that for sure. I think like we naturally get, about it if, if you're <laughs> during your wedding day you've had some drinks in the getting ready process you're maybe having a little cocktail throughout taking your photos and then you're like your nerves are going to be at a high like it's a big moment so we're naturally going to be sweatier than usual which is already mm-hmm. going to create a natural highlight so if you're throwing strobe glitter highlighter all over your cheek your forehead your nose you're gonna look really sweaty and like it's a really big a part of my makeup style to think about that type of stuff and the highlight, the products that I use are not overly shiny. They're not overly glittery and highlight or like even the skincare that people do beforehand shouldn't be like, you know, metallic highlighting moisturizers. Like you need to really be careful. (laughs) Do you recommend people come to you in the morning, like of their wedding with like nothing on their face, not even a moisturizer? Cause I always say you should come with a clean face and with a light amount of your normal day-to-day skincare routine. That okay. way, because that's also, also in my opinion, a very um, psychological part of your day. It's very much like a ritual. And like, if mm-hmm. you don't do that, you might feel off. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it's comfortable for people to kind of start their day normal as possible. The only thing is to obviously not overdo it because then your skin could maybe possibly be over moisturized or mm-hmm. things won't set well on it because it's too slippery. Um, but yeah. A little moisturizer and then fresh face. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, Bridesmaids do not need matching makeup. 
That was another no. <laughs> they do. They do not. I had a wedding this past summer where the bride did want them to have like a similar eyeshadow, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cute. Like it did match their dresses. It was really pretty and like a very natural, easy look to do on all the bridesmaids. So I really liked that. Um, but it doesn't have to be so detail oriented. No, like obviously you want them to feel their comfortable, most comfortable and their best selves as well. And not everybody's comfortable with the same amount of makeup. So I think giving them a little bit of free will and range when it comes to their makeup is good. As long as you don't have any people who are going to try to outshine you or overdo their makeup. That's also Mm -hmm. something I like to keep in mind is like, it's not your day. So you shouldn't be wanting like the craziest smoky eye and red lip. Like just know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Like if it's like a daytime wedding and you're in like a champagne yeah. colored dress, I don't think going full blown like smoky eye is like the best option. But absolutely. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Another one. And I this one I'm really curious about because you really like to go for the you but better look. But someone mm-hmm. wrote in and they said that the natural look is overrated and they feel like you just should go glam. Like it's the mm. one day of your life. <laughs> Do it up. Go glam. What do you think? I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to look more glam. I think it's really personality based. So that person, of course, that's what they're going to want since that's their opinion. And I totally support that. I'm happy to make you feel more glam. If being more glam for that day is what's going to make you feel like your best self, that's the case. But don't knock someone's yum if they want to feel like a natural you know, fresh baby, like, (laughs) like every, there's, everybody has their own version of glam and like, you can't really say for everyone else. But, um, I do see a point to that. Like, of course, like it's nice to be a little more special and elevated, but there's ways to do that with natural makeup, especially that you might notice more in person than in photos, like a little more sparkle somewhere or like a little different, you know, um, eyeliner or lip color than normal, but it still doesn't have to go so over the top. Right. And the last one is that airbrush never looks as good. What do you think? I have never agreed with anything more in my life. I okay, hate, thank God. Hate, hate, hate airbrush makeup. And it is such a stigma because I do as well. It is such an area where people will charge obviously more to do it because it's seen and and viewed as something more different and special and something very not something you would do yourself, but it really doesn't work any better or any different than a standard conventional makeup. And I, I hate that people have that stigma that it does. Um, cause me personally having worked with airbrush makeup in the past, especially through schooling and like grow in like the lab, I've done makeup for 10 years. So of course I've airbrushed. Um, but I, I did never, I never liked the outcome as much as I do when I do my conventional, like, routine of makeup and i know personally that my makeup style lasts so much longer than a lot of people who have done airbrush and their makeup has ran yes also you breathe in that makeup (laughs) like it gets in your nose like when you're breathing like while they're doing it and that like weirds me out No, I agree. That's very, very weird. I don't like that. Um, And I got my makeup done for a wedding and it was airbrush. (laughs) And all of us girls hated our makeup. It's just never Like we literally ran into the bathroom after and like (laughs) redid it ourselves or like added something a little here. It just like wasn't doing it for us like we looked at ourselves we looked dull we looked and i mean this could have just been that specific makeup artist um i don't (laughs) know but um i just was like this is not it for me like if i'm paying to get my makeup done for a wedding like Mm. i want to look 
good. Like I want to feel good. Of and this course. was just, I was not, I was feeling like a dumpster There's just diver. Too much like I just. Of a, of a airbrush makeup process that is out of your control that if you're not doing it so carefully, like it's never going to be the same as like, if you just did it the normal way. And yeah, that makeup just, is not any different or better. It is li- it's just liquid foundation. It's not waterproof. Like that foundation just because it comes right. out of a spray air compressor does not make it waterproof. The rest of the makeup <laughs> is the primer, the setting spray. Those are the things, this powder, like those are the things that make your makeup water resistant. It's not that form of makeup. That form of makeup is definitely not waterproof. I'm curious like what is your like number 1 favorite makeup product that you use like that you like can't live without when you're doing makeup on a bride oh i definitely think there's just there's so many answers that i could give there because i'm so particular Mm -hmm. myself like my setting spray and the application of that is so important and i do do it a little differently than than most um like I love the Makeup Forever setting spray. It is, in my opinion, the best, the most natural finish, but like also really, really keeps the makeup on. I've had clients mm-hmm. email me and text me the next day and go, I totally didn't wash my makeup off. It's still on. I just woke up after a long, <laughs> long night. So I know without a doubt that it works. Um, and I always spray my foundation brush like an empty brush or like a cleaner brush that I've used. Uh, and I, I s- like lightly smooth it over the makeup like a brushing effect yeah. versus spraying the face because if you just spray your face, it kind of lands a little sporadically all over. And if the mist isn't fine enough, it might not be really touching your whole skin. So I like to really brush it over the skin. Um, so that's like something that like, I don't know if I could live without. And then also my newest favorite thing is definitely brown eyeliner. I've been using it for months now. Um, I just prefer it. Sometimes it's definitely a way to like make people feel more elevated, but without too much of a stark difference from their normal day to day. Cause a lot of people don't wear black eyeliner mm-hmm. and I think it's like a really beautiful way to like highlight your eyes without making them look so dark or so made up. Um, and then really I have to say another is my primer. <laughs> the primers that I use are so important yeah. to me because that's the beginning of the process. It's really what's going to set and hold all your makeup and lock everything in. And primers can do a lot to help your, makeup process Mm -hmm. like the anti-redness primer i use for makeup forever is really essential and i mix it with a coconut moisturizing primer to add hydration and those two things are you talking about the green one yeah the green makeup forever anti-redness primer that is my favorite primer it works so well and if you're of a deeper skin tone they have color correcting primers as well because the green necessarily won't look the greatest on someone with a deeper complexion so you would use something that's more color corrective for darker skin tones um but like a color correcting primer such as that and then like a moisturizing primer or like a mattifying primer depending on if you're very oily those are so important Mm -hmm. for makeup and the process and the steps yeah i had to ask i was like what are his favorite (laughs) products that he uses or like what does he do because as a makeup artist like you definitely have like your like desert island products you know okay so i love to read a listener submission and then we kind of talk about Mm. it give us Give them our advice. So I'll read it to you and then we can we can discuss. Great. All right. I asked my mother-in-law if she'd like to get her hair and makeup done for the day of the wedding to get ready with me and my bridal party. First, she responded by saying yes. And also if her mom, my fiance's grandma, could as well. 
I said yes to that as I think it's the right thing to do. And then she comes back saying that her sister and niece would also like to get their hair and makeup done. Being that I am super passive and don't want to offend anybody, my first response was sure. My fiance asked me if I'm okay with that and basically told him that I think it would actually be too many people to add to the roster for hair and makeup. I've heard that the day of can be a little hectic getting ready, so adding in some extras might be challenging. And I'm not very close with them, met them each once, and I already have six bridesmaids and my own mom. The hotel room that we're getting ready in is large, but not crazy big for everybody. What should I do? I think she's okay with doing something separate. I mentioned Glam Squad could be a great option, but I can't help but feel like I'm kicking her out of the process. I would love to know how you would approach the situation. So yeah, that's like very valid, all Ooh, of that. <laughs> all of it. It happens so frequently where the family and like extended family feel like they have um you know, that priority. And it's like, truthfully, like, that's just overstepping. Like you really shouldn't Mm -hmm. impose on someone's space like that. Like they do have so much going on already and you're just not the priority. Um, So, I mean, I definitely would just have to like say like the best way to approach that would be, um, you know, politely just explaining like our room is only so big and we already have such a number of people. And for Mm -hmm. us personally, like it just doesn't um, work, (laughs) but you could totally, you know, resource hair and makeup and do that in your room in the hotel or offsite um that unfortunately there's just not enough space for everybody and you want to feel more zen more tranquil yeah and i can see this happening to me because like if someone were to ask me that like right off the bat i'd be like sure oh my god yeah. like of course your first like, reaction come is on in. <laughs> and then i would like sit there and be like holy shit i have 30 people it's in this room like what much. am i thinking like it's too much. So I totally. And then get they're what eating your food. They're drinking your drinks. And it's like you are just constantly. Then you're, you're creating too much of a space where you have to be accommodating for everyone else when the opposite mm-hmm. is should that be, should be that you're the priority and that people are accommodating you. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I think I like that his, that her fiance was basically like, Are you sure? You know, this is too many. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is a lot. Like, I don't think my niece needs to be no. there. My, my aunts, my grandma. Like, it's a lot. Um, or if, it, if yeah, that, I would just like, simply just tell them worst case scenario, like they still insisted that they needed to get their hair and makeup done with you. You could really uh, do it around your schedule and be like, this is the time you need to show up. And then, you know, we'll have to have the room to ourselves right after, but like maybe have them come in and leave just for hair and makeup. Yeah. Yeah, because that's like way too many people. It's way too many. I would, and honestly, (laughs) sorry to all the photographers out there, but my favorite is just say the photographer asked that the room be emptied. You know, the room is less people. You can always just put it on someone else. Like, they're not going to (laughs) know. Yeah, be like like the family. Like, really. (laughs) (laughs) The makeup artist has extreme anxiety, (laughs) and he's asked that there only be like this many people in the room. I don't know. You can blame it on me. <laughs> or just ask me. I'll tell them to leave. Yeah, just yeah. Put it on someone else. I'll kick them out. Yeah, uh, I mean, you told the mother-in-law. Yeah, you told out. the Disney villain mother-in-law to get the hell out. Literally. That's incredible. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and all of the listeners of Brides. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Where can everybody find you on Instagram? Um, so I'm at Makeup by Lucas. I'm super lucky that I grabbed that um, initial handle. Um, and yeah, you can slide into my DMs. You can email me. Uh, my email's attached there. Um, my website's also there, which is just makeupbylucas.com. But yeah, that's where you got me. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. it's And guys, it's Lucas with a C, not a K. Oh, yeah. L-U-C-A-S. 
curious. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you all next week and till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Samantha Bush, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat, social media by Samantha Bush. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.